Hey Geekscape, it's welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode. I'm Jonathan London. If this is your first Geekscape, we talk about movies, video games, comic books, pop culture. I like to sit down with somebody who tells stories. Maybe they're an actor, a director, a writer. Maybe they work in video games or voiceover. Or uh, they're even musicians. We've had those on the show. And I like to talk to them about why they need to tell stories. Uh, kind of get into their brain a little bit about uh, what makes it tick. And uh, maybe you guys find that helpful, maybe you find that insightful. And sometimes maybe we just rail about pop culture and what's been going on lately. Um, if this is not your first Geekscape, if you're a long-time listener, then you know that I've uh, hit a bit of uh, scheduling irregularity here recently. We did just put out a reaction to Punisher Season 2. I think that, that's been up about a week or two on the feed. But um, for the most part, I've been moving, I've been out of town. We've been filming Chasing Fletcher Allen, which is very close to being finished. But you know what? I hate to tell you guys, I'm just going to jump into another film. Because <laughs> I got to the point in my life where I was like, uh, you know what? You need to be filming more. And if you need to be filming more, that means you need to be writing more. So we've been doing, I've been doing a lot of conjunction of writing features and shorts and collaborating with other people and just trying to get uh, back to being a, a bit of a gun for hire or for myself with the directing stuff. So... Uh, I, I've made a lot of changes, as you guys know, if you're a long-time listener. I've made a lot of changes in my life, um, from getting divorced <laughs> to moving to just everything. And, and if I'm, you're going to make sacrifices, if you're going to make those decisions, they got to mean something. And if you look up and you find yourself not happy, as I was, and wanting to, to kind of do things differently, you really have to be the instrument of change in those things. And I have really been active with being an instrument of change, and I hope you forgive me for not being here every week to talk to you all. I have missed you. I am working on some things Geekscape-wise to give you guys and bring you a better experience. And of course, you'll if you come down to San Diego and you're very upset, come down to San Diego Comic-Con where we'll have our booth this summer and we can talk about it. <laughs> person to person. Maybe we'll go to lunch or something like that. But there are more Geekscape episodes coming to you guys very soon. I want to get back to that weekly schedule. Um, I'm going to New York this weekend and have a friend in New York that I'm sitting down with who's been on Geekscape before and has a brand new book coming out. And I'm very excited to talk about that. But right now, I'm sitting with somebody who's never been on Geekscape, but should have been on Geekscape, I'd say, years ago. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting down in his living room. He's been on a panel. You guys have heard him. If you subscribe to the feed, you've heard him on a panel from LA Comic Con. But my friend Jay Washington is sitting here. I'm glad to be here. This is nice. I like watching you break down the introduction and everything. Well, and just be so honest and so candid with the listeners. <laughs> it's so amazing. Well, these individuals have given we started geekscape in 2006 i've been podcasting since 05 oh wow so many of them have been with me through marriages or kids or everything and the good and bad i hate talking about shit that doesn't matter yeah um especially if you're giving if you're doing it weekly or you're giving a large chunk of your your time to that's time that can be as i said in the intro uh given to your other aspirations or the mm -hmm. things you want to be doing and and at the end of the day, like, you're a storyteller, Jay. You, you act. Um, I believe you probably write as well, do a yes. lot of writing, stuff like that. Uh, and, I, and that's why I have you here is to get to know you is, like, how much of that time are you putting into your stories and how much are you giving to other people's <laughs> stories that could really give a shit about you? You know what? I, I, I don't know, honestly. I think it's almost split down the middle evenly. Right, and I say that because I'm all, I'm a workaholic first mm -hmm. and foremost. So I'm always dedicated and, and focused into working and putting something out there. And in the process, when I'm putting stuff out there, people want to ask me about myself. So while I'm doing one thing, another thing comes up. It definitely feeds it. Like, yeah, it feeds it. There's a quid pro quo to having like people like 
the Geeksy booth, for instance, is a mm -hmm. great way to get people to be like, hey, you can do a signing, and then they maybe find out a little bit about you, and they want to collaborate later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I've been, you know, I've been doing all that, being able now to just really, when it comes to writing, as far as writing, I'm writing a pilot about myself. Never thought I would do that till I moved here. Never thought I'd do it. Where'd you move from? You're I'm from, from Chicago. Chicago. Born yeah. and raised. Born and raised in Chicago. Listen to that level of pride that comes out of that. Oh, you know what? Because I tell everybody, there's no city like it. It, it is <laughs> the city that will, it is a, a blue-collar city that will make you. Right. It will forge you into who you are going to be. Because you have to go through so much. It, I've never been to Chicago, but what do you What, what do I mean, do you mean? It? Well, okay. Yeah, first off, just to introduce Jay, Jay and I met... Uh, I think we were on a Screen Junkies or something. We were on something. We were on Screen Junkies News. Screen Junkies News. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this guy's great. He's really funny. <laughs> and he knows what he's talking about. And then uh, he was on our Kaiju versus Giant Robots panel at LA Comic Con. And I was like, and I got to know you a little bit more because you talked about your childhood and watching mm. stuff. And I was like, fuck, man, you just got to knuckle down and just get him on the show because he's interesting to talk to. Appreciate it. And yeah. So you, so you guys may, if you guys know him from Schmodown or you guys know him from... Screen Junkies or online, great. You guys know him from that. Well, I want to get to know him beyond okay. that. Cause Absolutely. Uh, so, yes, yeah, I say all this about Chicago because it is a city of broad shoulders. Everybody there, if you're from Chicago, you work. You hustle. You grind. You know nothing is ever given to you. So you always got to make sure you get what you want to get. You got to earn it. But don't don't people from Detroit say that too? Don't people it's, from like Trenton say that? Oh yeah, don't people, people say that. From like but there's something about Chicago because of the the history with the city. Mm. And I'm not talking about just the corruption in government. No, you know, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 it burned to the ground and got rebuilt. Yeah, and then yeah. also being where I'm from. I'm from the south side of Chicago. I'm from the I'm from the hood. I'm from the part of Chicago where they had to make the movie Chirac about it. I'm from the part of Chicago where during the 90s we would have a thousand murders a year and that was only what people heard about hmm. you know and so we had to live through those situations and wanted to be better than what we grew up in and so you had to try to find that way to carve your own path to get out of that environment mm -hmm. and so that helped you be who you wanted to be or become shall i say and then from there being a pro, pro wrestler for 16 years 16 17 years going from wrestling to stand up to acting you're to not old enough to do all that shit <laughs> thank you I, I mean i'm like, I, I have no idea how old you are thank you but thank you you just told me that you'd been doing pro wrestling for roughly as long as my younger brother Paul has uh -huh. been doing it, and I'm like, you're not fucking old enough. Yeah, I and know. you look, you don't look like Paul looks. I mean, no offense, Paul, I love you, man. You know I love you, but we got some wear and tear. Um, <laughs> how hard are you wrestling that you don't look this, that you look this nice? Uh, I was wrestling a lot. You look I, pristine. I think you need you. to get out there and fucking do some MMA or some uh, shit. Thank and really you. get some bruises. Just some get crap. really gritted yeah. up to the yeah, face. Really get fucked no, up. I, uh, so a lot of people don't know, and I hate to say this. I'm 38. Okay, I'll be, I'll be 39 this year. So we're not far from. Yeah, no, no I'm not, I just turned 40. Yeah, so I'm 38, and so it was just always working and just constantly trying to not let life wear on my face. Because I know a lot of people I've grown up with, my from friends to family, who've allowed the situations they've been through to reflect on them. You can see the age on them. Mm -hmm. And I've gone through so much from the moment I was born to this day right now as I talk to you, and I try not to wear it. 
So people will never be like, yo, you look like you're 40-ish or whatever. Like, no, they'll be like, how old are you? <laughs> my boxing teacher, my, my boxing coach told me, he was like, yeah, you look 40. And I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're a bitch. Fuck <laughs> off. And <laughs> you know what? Don't move next time. I'm going to crack you. <laughs> he goes, stop fucking. He goes, don't hit me. And I'm fucking hit. I know that's right. Just like, what the fuck you just going to tell me I look all right? Just like t- Do I punch like I'm 40? <laughs> right. How does it feel like it's 40? Or was that an old man strength? Yeah, no, I did not think that you were 38 because you do not wear 38 and and do you think that when somebody suffers a hardship and and we've suffered hardships do you Mm -hmm. it's tough it is really fucking tough to in geekscape is you you and you know we've been through some shit um but when you suffer a hardship it's hard to not self-obsess or focus on that stuff it is and then wear it and it's hard to move beyond that stuff because it's trauma oh absolutely <laughs> it's funny you said that word and everything else trauma was my wrestling name <laughs> for, okay. for fit for the majority of my career okay. i wrestled on the trauma it just the name came up weirdly but having been burned when i was two by boiling water having lost my father at four having been shot at when i was younger having been hit by a car having been divorced um, recently almost dying, being homeless, being broke and despondent all within the past two and a half years, I've learned that my faith carries me. Okay. Trouble doesn't, trouble don't last always. It's, a, it's an old saying in black churches. And I, I've learned that no matter what you go through, it doesn't last. And I, I just saw, a, I think it was Victor Oladipo, who, um, he's a basketball player yes, at Capus, and he just suffered like a, a season-ending injury. And, and he wrote, Tough times don't last, tough people do. Yes, they do. And you just threw me a whole lot, and I think that's pretty interesting. And, and Geekscape is, of course, Jay can tell us what he thought of the Super Bowl spot for Avengers Endgame, and that's fantastic. But <laughs> Geekscape, is, you can read that in a lot of places, and, uh, and and we can talk about geeky stuff, but I, I really want to get to know Jay because he's a geek like us, and, and, and I, I want to know what gets him to take. You just threw me so much. Okay, so let's talk... First, about being burned when you're two. two. Now, abusive household, accident. What, accident. Like, accident. Accident, me being a nosy kid. Okay, what I happened? was two years old. My uncle was watching me while my mother was at work. And my grandmother was, it was six of us living, well, four, five of us at the time. My younger brother wasn't even in the equation. And we were living in the house. And my grandmother was boiling water to make spaghetti for the night. My uncle was watching me, supposedly, while my mother was at work. And I climbed up on the stove, pulled Jesus. the pot down on my head and my shoulder. Oof. Okay. And that's beyond third degree. That's like the worst shit. Yeah, that's but like, this is what... what right, it, let me take a look. This is what you see left. No, just say that's wrestling. <laughs> and everybody thinks that. No. Um, People think it's barely I, a scar. I didn't notice that scar until now. Until I tell you. Let me see it again. Yeah. Okay. And so people don't notice the scar. Um, that was that. But as a kid, you hadn't grown... That was a majority of your body. Oh, you hadn't it was stretched out. It was all over my shoulder and my and, right side and stuff. And as I got older and worked out more, it's shrunken. But but also, you're going into grade school. And how how apparent was it when you were going into... Because oh, we're very, geeks. We're geeks. And, very, and grade school was yes, not easy for us. Very. It was very apparent. Um, because of this, my size at the time, I was so much smaller... My burn took up a lot of the right side of my head. Mm-hmm. And so no matter when I had a haircut or whatever hairstyle. Can you grow hair there? I can grow it. I okay. just I just don't like, I just stopped, I stopped, cut, I started cutting all of my hair off and shaving right before my high school graduation. Because Jordan. Did, just, no, because I wanted <laughs> to. No, because it was because I was bored. I, had, right. I was graduating and I didn't have a haircut that day. Okay. And I didn't go and I was like, you know what, I'm not going to walk across the stage like this. And I just shaved my head and the rest has been history. Wait. 
I can grow my hair out fully. I just you were bored. I was bored. Okay. And I didn't have a haircut. I was born not to have a haircut before my graduation, so I just shaved. <laughs> and Literally. it stuck. And it, and stuck. it stuck. Okay. But yeah, it was I could grow hair. I can still grow hair. It was just I couldn't I can never cover it. Mm-hmm. And so I would always be teased and talked about, of course. And what that did was I would cry so much after a while, uh something went off in me to make me be able to fire back. Mm-hmm. Where I didn't have to fight you. I could break you down verbally, mm-hmm. and it's to the point where I'm today. Like I can talk about you so bad, you're ready to fight. You don't even want to cry anymore. And I've had that since I was a kid, yeah. Because I had to have that defense mechanism. Growing up on the South Side, where you always the dozens were a constant thing, whether you wanted to play them or not. And if you didn't the say what? The, the dozens, is when That's people like, are talking about yeah. each other. And so you would just have to go in, and then sometimes people just want to go in on you just to go in on mm-hmm. you. Sure. And yeah, so whatever me, the I, fuck is going on in their lives that they need this they shit. Wouldn't care. Yeah, no, I get you. Yep, and so I would just fire back so much to point people ready to fight. And then some people were like, no, 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 you started. Like, yeah, you started, I'm going to finish. And so that helped me develop my quick timing and my quick wit mm-hmm. early. But then you, you move forward. I was, um, I said I was burned. I got hit by a car. I had so much other stuff happen. And... All these different things that I kept feeling like were going to push me back and just hold me down completely, I never let that happen. Mm-hmm. I had my son when I was 23 and by my ex now ex-wife, and maybe three years after we got, two, two years after we got married, we got divorced. And I went through mental hell. Like, yo, I never thought I'd be getting divorced no, at 20, like 25, 26. Um, yeah, I'm pulling myself out of it, and I'm just like... I, it, it, yeah, the fucking shrapnel that has been caught by people yeah. around me is out of control. People don't, and people forget that it's not easily easy to contain that emotion. Yeah, because that's a big thing that happens a divorce. Mm-hmm. So I went through that, and then I had the whole situation with trying to move, and my career was hap- what was happening. There's a biggie that we've not talked about. Go ahead. Well, you you said your father died when you were four. Yes, my father. Like, passed. come on. Yeah, my pa- So my dad was a uh, my dad and my mom. They never married, but they were close to it. Sure. My mom was pregnant. My mother was nine months officially pregnant with my brother. Your younger brother, yeah. Uh-huh. And my dad had called. They worked together. My mother was on maternity leave. Where do they work? The Social Security Administration building in Chicago. Okay. My dad called me the day he died. He pretended to be Transor Z, my favorite cartoon ever. He was on his way to come see me after work that day. My father had a, a massive heart attack on the train platform and died instantly. My mother got the call at about 7, 8 o'clock that night. I remember her getting the phone call, jumping up and down, going insane. I had no idea what was going on at the time. They took us all to the hospital. I saw my father's dead body laying on the bed. Pulled with the sheet. Whose decision was that? Well, you know, my I just I guess I wanted to be there. I don't know. It, I don't think like it was you anybody. Asked for it. Yeah, I asked for it. Yeah, and so I okay. saw that. I, remember, I wasn't like, hey, kids, he's in here. Uh, <laughs> just kid, uh, uh, uh. I remember my father's funeral. Yeah, of course. I remember, you know, like immediately, like a month after that, my brother was born. Right. My brother took my father's name because of his passing. Sure. Um, yeah, that played really heavy on me because I never grew up. Like, I had my father from birth till four and a four. half. And then I never got to experience anything that I saw my friends do with their fathers. The um, the heart attack, is it is it something that you worry about in your own health? Oh, is, yeah. Is that I used something to avoid, genetic? Oh, yes. Or? Well, my, my father died of a diabetic heart attack. He found out he was diabetic because he didn't take care of himself. And so by the time he tried to start taking care of himself, it was too late, unfortunately. Sure. Sure. And so my father passed at, 
My dad, my son's, my brother was born 85. My mom's 50. My dad was 28 when he passed. Jesus, wow. Yeah, my dad was 28. So when I hit, when I started hitting that era, when I got closer, my nerves was like, oh shit, is it mm -hmm. genetic? Because yeah. I always heard diabetes can either hit a generation or skip a generation. Mm -hmm. And it didn't hit me. But at one point, I was just, I'd gone through so much stress, I'd stress eat and put on so much weight. You're not diabetic. No, okay. I'm not at all. But then I started worrying about my son and my daughter. Okay. Because again, it skips a generation and they could potentially, but my son's healthy, my daughter's, my daughter's healthy. But nonetheless, I remember all of that, and that played a factor in me because as I got older, I had friends who had their fathers around, yeah. and they would always do things with their fathers, and I never could. My grandfather, however, did step in to be my father pro temp, if you would, if sure. you would. but and he's always he was always there for me, and I, I'm always grateful for it. Is but, he still with us? Your yeah, my granddad, yeah. my grandfather just turned 88. Wow. You know, and, incredible. And, and and one of the things I tell everybody, like, I love him like my father, but at the same time, it's still not my father. Of course. And he he even knew that. He always he never once wanted to be the replacement. Is your maternal grandfather? He's your paternal That's my paternal. So he raised your father now? He yes, raised, now he yeah. helped raise us, yes, me and my brother and I. And um, That's yeah. nice that it wasn't like, it sounds like you guys were close-knit enough that he wasn't like, Peace. <laughs> you know oh yeah, mean? he wasn't. Like, he wasn't. So my grand, my granddaddy, my granddad loves all his grandkids. Because at that point, like when his son has died, it's hard to then have that. He's, there's a generation missing in which he has this connection with you all. And if your mother, oh, if your mother were to remarry, his son would have been replaced, et cetera, et cetera. Like, and then he's still hanging around. It's yeah. like, who's this old dude? <laughs> you know what I mean? Did your mother remarry? No, my mother never. Not that she was married, but like, no, she never. She got into a new relationship sure, right sure. before her passing, but she never remarried. Right. Um, and so both your parents are gone. Both of my parents yeah, are when gone. Did your mother died. My mother passed two thousand seven. You like how we don't fuck around on Geekscape? Hey, I'm glad for it. I'm, and I'm open. It. I'm Go. sick of talking about this weird about shit. that shit that doesn't matter. Hey, we can no talk offense, about guys. Uh, no, no, it's it's true. We, I mean, because. For it's me, a prism, though. We all like, get we get caught in that. Everybody's like, "Oh, what do you think about what's happening with Marvel or DC or this or or, or, or Image or all these things?" Like, look, those are good things to talk about when it's time to talk. And those about are prisms. It. Like I, I was just telling you, those are prisms, and we enjoy our prisms, and we we learn so much through prisms, mm -hmm. and we we but they're a way of seeing the world. Spider Man is a way of seeing the world. Yes, indeed. And if we. If we if if we go too far with that stuff, then we're then we've not celebrated our own place in them. We forget reality. They're just contextless. Um, that's a lot, Jay. That is a lot. And my I'm, mom I'm trying passed, to dice it all together. Oh wait, because my mom passed yeah. a few months after, maybe a year almost, if that, after my divorce was final. Yeah. So I went through you got fucking crushed. I went through the divorce, the separation, to the divorce, to my mom passing, to just I was dealing with so much, trying to. I hadn't. I still was wrestling. I didn't know. I knew that's what I wanted to do. That's what I had to do. And just I was trying to process so much. Why? Well, I'd always been a fan of wrestling since I was three. That I understand. I, having seen it, having seen it, yeah. <laughs> I'd always been a fan of wrestling. I'd always wanted to be in the ring. I'd always. Dreamed of being of coming down that ramp, whether it be at the Allstate Arena, Chicago Stadium back in the day, uh, Rosemont Horizon, whatever you want to call it, or even Madison Square Garden. I'd always dreamed of doing that. Then I had the chance to do it for so long, yeah. And I got the chance to travel the country doing it. I got a chance to meet some great people who I'm still lifelong friends with to this day. And I knew that's what I had to do. And then you know, life hit me with the things of my divorce, 
my son being born, my mom passing. And I'm like, okay. And I still wanted to do it. And then it was funny how I was taking more risk in the ring and I didn't know how it was going to start affecting my health physically. Mm-hmm. Well, fast forward, I was on Facebook. When Facebook first started, when people were able to get on freely and whatnot, I would always just make funny posts. And it was a girl. She had an entertainment company at the time. She was like, hey, have you ever thought about doing stand-up? I was like, kind of. You hadn't? Never done. Even being like the funniest dude in the neighborhood, you hadn't thought about that. Nope. 2007? Nope. I was like, possibly, but I, just, I was like, yeah, but I wouldn't know how to get into it. It was my way of brushing it off. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't um, know. Well, let's talk about that. Because you're, if you're like me, then you use humor as a diffuser or as a, as a, as a distraction mm-hmm. or as a way to deflect. Oh, deflection. absolutely. I guess the best word is deflection. Oh, it's absolutely. Right? It's absolutely so, that. So you're in the midst of this intense pain and stuff is just swirling. You're in a maelstrom built by the death, the... Uh, this and that, uh, the birth of your son. My son was born 2000, so my son was born early. My son was born 2003. Okay, and your daughter? My son. My son's 15, my daughter's five. Okay. Not the same mom, so no, no I'm guessing. No, two different, yeah, different mothers. Because it's like, that's a long stretch. <laughs> I know, I tell everybody, I went 10 years before I decided to be a dad again. Did Before. you have, wait, <laughs> I thought you were going to make the joke I had 10 years before I had sex again. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, that's um, only been, it's only been four years for that. No, no, uh, hey, well, hey, hey, well, that's something we can't solve here on YouTube. <laughs> if, if you like the way Jay sounds, maybe but, you, you can contact him at, we, we can be your dating service. I hope so. Um, but no, it's, it was just all of the, my son, like I said, my son was born in 2003. And two thousand four years later, you've got four years yeah. later, and even before then, my separation had happened. My son's my my future ex wife had moved to Indianapolis, away from Chicago. Okay. We were strained. I barely got to see my son as much as I wanted to. She moved to Indianapolis. Of, uh, you said two, the relationship the divorce was two three years after. Yeah. Her. So by two thousand five, she's in Indianapolis, uh-huh. and now you're having to balance. Chicago and Indianapolis. Not that far. It's like San Diego. Not that far, but but it's also, but it's dealing with someone who doesn't want to let you see your son. Right. Now, what were the circumstances there? Like, Uh, we we argued a lot. Um, We argued and fought a lot, I will say. And it was weird because when we were together before our marriage, we had the regular relationship spats. Marriage changes everything. It literally changed after the I do. You got to fight. And you you have to, no, I don't mean you have to fight, fight, but. Um, you have to fight for it. You, you have, have to, to fight re- for it. Yes, absolutely. For it. And, absolutely. And if you're damaged, no offense, but like I found myself never having. I did the humor, the podcasting, the stand up, the radio, and all that stuff after my older brother was killed. Never really addressed it. Thought that I was fit to get into a relationship, into a marriage. I don't think I was fit getting mm-hmm. into that. And Geekscapist, thank you for being my blanket. But. I probably shouldn't have used the blanket. <laughs> you know what I mean? I probably no, should absolutely. use the fucking therapy. Yeah, and I never. And that was something again as a black man from the hood. That was black never. Don't, they don't go to therapy. They they never and do. And I'll tell you about my therapy. It's like in a spin moment. class. You don't go to spin class. You don't go to therapy. I'll tell you. I'll tell you, you about go my to therapy in a, class in a moment. And therapy. But it was that happened, and then you know when the separation, everything. I was broken, and I was bouncing around from relationship to relationship. You can't trust yourself. Yeah, you're like I made these vows. And what were they worth? That what was, is, what that is was, anything I say worth? That was literally the main thing I was with. I was thinking. Absolutely. Like, I'm like, I made a whether no matter how, because we, we didn't have a big wedding. We literally got married at City Hall in Chicago. But sure. nonetheless, I was like, I make these vows to make this woman my wife, to be there till death do us part, through, through good and bad, rich or poor. What everything. am I worth? What am I worth? What am I worth? What and am I, I worth? And I was like, I, I, 
after the divorce, I was like, wait, well, before we could get divorced, I said, hey, let's go get a let's go get counsel. Let's go to somebody who doesn't know you, who doesn't know me. Let's try to work this out. And when that didn't happen and then turned around, she ended up having somebody else while we were separated. I was shattered. Sure. I was shattered. And I know I played a part in it. I definitely will admit that. And I was I was broken. Fast forward a year or two after relationships, I literally was online and uh, I got an email from a girl who was saying she, she who was going who was a student at Roosevelt University in Chicago. And she was doing an article. She was a journalism student and she was doing an article on black athletes in Chicago. And she said she Googled it and my name was the first one to come up. I was like, I don't know how the hell that happens, hmm. but it did. I did the interview for not Bill Cartwright, uh, man, not even B.J. Armstrong. <laughs> B.J. Armstrong, <laughs> number ten, B.J. Armstrong. <laughs> and uh, my name came up, and I did the interview for, her, and we just continued to talk. She's like, "Do you Super Bowl shuffle?" <laughs> Nobody. Like, there's so many Chicago athletes. It was so, it's so many. She could have interviewed the fridge. She could have, man, Chris Orge. But, <laughs> but fast forward, we met, we talked, and then we finally met. On January 1st, 2008. Okay. 2008. All right. We met, and we met at the borders. And I think that was the day we fell for each other officially. And I remember that was our first kiss that day. And we'd been together. In the book section. In the book section. Because yeah, <laughs> of borders. Not in the music yeah, or, section. Or the, not in the music. Just the, just or the, books. the overpriced DVDs. Oh, my Jesus. <laughs> they were ridiculous. But uh, so we were together. And then for the years we were together, we, we ended up moving in together and everything. How then quickly? I, uh, it took about maybe two and a half years for okay. we moved in. I moved in with her. So at that point, it's not really a rebound from everything you've been going through. No, no, no. not at all. She's definitely... Because you can understand coming off of the divorce, the death, the... Yeah, if I go straight into that, that yeah, then like, yeah. Then I had a relationship. Like, you're I had the a solution. You're the thing that I needed. Yeah, I had a relationship after the divorce that was really ill-timed. I was literally... I was in a relationship with one of my best friend's ex-wife. Wow. Let me tell you how. So I'll wow. tell you. Wow. Yeah. So this is what you happened. You piece of shit. First of all, don't blame me. She came to me. So oh, come on. After saying two takes two. To, come on. Okay. Here's why I'll say that. So it was his ex-wife who he had. Oh, his ex-wife. His ex-wife. They weren't married at the no. time. No. Oh, okay. He had, okay. She, no, he had cheated on no, her you're good. You're good. with his current wife who was the babysitter. And we all went to church, and one day we was in church, and she gave me her number, said, call me. Next thing I know, we was boning. But anyway. Do you think she was trying to. Make it visible. There was, do you think she was? She did it on the very. She did it very slick. Okay. She made sure he didn't know it, and he he didn't know for a while. Okay. So it wasn't payback. It wasn't payback. No, it okay. was. It was not to try to get at him. This was something she did. She had been telling me for the longest. She had because she we all we all wrestled together. He was our manager on the road, and all of us were together. Wrestling's so, she, so fucked up. Rest, the wrestling business is so, it's fucked, so up. fucked up. It's so fucked up. Kids, don't be wrestlers. Please don't. Like, let me tell you, if you want don't, a stable household, don't be wrestling wrestlers. ain't it. Guys, but nonetheless, she had always seen me and always found me attractive. And I didn't. I never known. Hmm. So, but, um, yeah, so there was, so we had that relationship, and that relationship ended when I met my former fiance. You now. chase drama, Jay? Hell No. Like no, but don't. It, it don't, seems like I no. know you're saying that, but come on. No, no. Look me in the eyes when you say that. I'm don't looking. Look away. I'm looking you <laughs> dead you, in the fucking eyes. No. Okay. No, because I don't. Because this is an intense. This this streak is insane. Oh, believe me, it gets worse. Did your mother? Your mother died of an illness. My mother died of a heart heart attack in her sleep. Oh my god. She died in 2007. 
I remember I was at work. Um, I was working at, in the kitchen at U, in UIC, UFC okay. in Hyde Park, and I remember my brother called me during work, and he called me. I was like, man, what's he calling me for? Like, I'm, I'm working. But he called me several times. Mm, so, that'll do it. So yeah. I called him back. I was like, yo, what's up? He was like, man, mama gone. I was like, where the fuck she go? She was like, she's gone. I was like, okay, you can't find her? He was like, oh, mama no. passed. I said, stop fucking playing with yeah. me. And I literally was just standing there in the back of the kitchen, and I just had tears pouring, and I yeah. just started shaking. And I was like, I got to go. She hadn't displayed health risks or anything. Not that I know of. Yeah. My mother was the type of person where if she did, she wasn't going to let her on to it. She didn't want us to worry. Oh. She's one of those parents. She didn't want us to worry. Come on. So come to find out, uh, after I got the, they got the autopsy and the death certificate, she had heart failure. So there could have been a variety of reasons. Were you that angry? Led. Yeah. Were you angry at her? Yeah. Yeah. Because I felt like she could have done more. I literally was angry at her and her boyfriend at the time. Were you angry at your father? No. No. But you said the diabetes, the heart attack, like, you were too young for that. Yeah, I, you know. But I, now you're 27 years old. At the time. Old, and you're... And you were ang- why were you angry? I was angry because I knew she could have took him, taken better care of herself. Sure, I was angry because of the person she was with was not pot was not a productive force for her. He was more of an enabler. Right, and I was angry at that situation. I was I was highly upset. But they weren't into drugs or anything. oh, they were. They were. Yeah, they, they were into drugs. They so were. That'll weaken your heart. Folks. They were, folks. And so, and I drugs. Knew We'll fuck you up. And so I knew don't that. Do drugs, and that was don't do drugs. Don't be wrestling. That. Don't be drugs. I knew that. <laughs> and so even when the funeral came, when the funeral happened, I had to plan my mother's funeral. Sure. Which I didn't want to do. Well, no. You just I was like, I was like, I'd rather have somebody else do this shit. But they was like, no, you, you're going to be wanting to do it. So and who like, else is there? Right. So I did it. And I made sure. I said, one of the things I want, I don't want him there. I told him that. I said, I don't want her boyfriend there. He was like, well, that's not fair. I said, I don't give a fuck about fair. Yeah, no. Well, fuck him. Yeah. Fuck I him. I said, he I'm, had a role in this. I said, he had a role in this. I don't want him there. And they and were what like... What was it? Was it? What kind of drugs was it? I think it was just probably cocaine. But cocaine hypes you the fuck, fuck up. And, and my mother sitting you and my were, mother drank, my mother drank and smoked as well. It's like smacking your heart with a battering yeah, ram. Yeah, my what mother the... drank and smoked as well. So I knew... But again, I knew he was an enabler to a lot of that. I no, you want to kill him. And so we, him and I had actually gotten There'll into... There'll be a double funeral. We had actually gotten into a fist fight. If he shows up, it's a buy one, get one free. Oh, of course it is. It, it absolutely is. He, him and I had had a physical altercation before, and I will never forget because he said something. He got drunk one day, and he started talking stupid to me, and I was like, yo. And I tried, and I was respectful for my mother at, at a point, and he said something, and I remember going, I don't think you realize I will knock you the fuck out. You keep talking to me. And he said something, and I remember I just turned around and clocked him, and he hit the ground, and my boys had to grab me. I said, man, I told you, don't you fuck. And I got loud and just enraged. So they knew He's, how I felt. How old was he? You beating up old people now? He wasn't. I don't think he was that old. <laughs> I mean, took that hit like a champ, though, after he got up. But nonetheless. But, uh, <laughs> He's old enough to talk shit. Old enough to talk shit, you old enough to get hit. But it was, you know, that was that was a big level of anger I had, you know, towards him. Did he show up? No. He did not show no, up. No, they knew not. They told him not to show up because he didn't know if it was just going to be me. He knew I was going to have my, my mother was very popular in our neighborhood. Sure. So like there were families who grew up together. So my mother was part of that community. So the kids and that I grew up with were now the adults who knew how I felt. Right. So they were going to have my back more than anything else. That's which, your community, right? Which they didn't, they didn't need to. But yeah. yeah, it's a community. 
So, you know, that happened. But yeah, like I said, after that, um, I got with my daughter's ex, my daughter's mom, and our relationship was great. That was the Borders girl. Yeah. Borders girl became the... Yeah, that, that was my... That's my that was my baby girl until, like, I, I'll admit, I cheated at one point when she was pregnant with our daughter. And I got scared. I got scared doing... Why didn't the, you just jerk off? Yeah, I know, right? That would sound easy. <laughs> uh, well, no, what happened... So, my whole, my whole thing has always been, and I've always been blinded by career because I've always felt like my career needs to happen to open doors for others. And by others, I mean my family. I've always, I've always felt that way, and I still feel that but way. But you too. saw what's happened to people who've acted like that. I always thought I'd be different. This is me being candid. I thought I'd be different. I literally met a girl who I knew her from Chicago, from the industry in Chicago. She literally had like entertainment and business connects. I knew her for that. That's what I knew her for. She offered to do my headshots for free. That's what I knew her for. And that was it. That happened. She did my headshots. We were talking about business. And I don't know what happened, where my brain clicked off. We started flirting. Next thing I know, we started messing around. My daughter's mom found out, and that strained our relationship. And again, my daughter's mom is pregnant at the time. Yeah, I could have it. I would see how it strained her. It's very, very strained. Yeah. And so after it ended, you know, I felt uberly remorseful. And it's like at the point now, I look at it like, well, why feel remorseful when you fucking did it? You should have never done it. You, you don't chase drama, though. I'm going to go back to the Oh, yeah, I don't. I yeah, I know, you, right? You don't chase drama? <laughs> do, you, do you want to re. I mean,. Oh, what I would I no? Well, I don't chase it. It just I fall. I don't chase it. I fall into it. I don't chase it. Chasing drama would make me be a person no one wants to be around. I fall into. Did you drama. want to be around yourself then? No, I felt. Oh, I felt. Yeah, horrible. it's like. Oh, I yeah. felt fucking awful it's, when that when all that happened. I to this day that's the problem though. I know. I know. To this day, I, I still feel horrible about it. I know. Um, Fast forward to Thank 20- you for talking about this shit, too. Not a problem at all. Like, we're just, I mean, your daughter's now how old? My daughter's five. five. So fast forward to 2015, we're still together, but it's strained. Yeah. And, you know, I'd come out here to L.A. to visit in January. I was out here for like a month to see if I could do it. And I, told, I remember telling my daughter's mom, like, hey, my career is kind of stagnant. I have literally was at a point where I just was like plateaued for a while. There were no real opportunities but, happening. What was the career? Doing stand-up. I'd been traveling as a headliner, doing shows on the road. I'd done a few commercials, but it was like I couldn't break through because all the bigger opportunities for stand-up were either here sure. in L.A. or yeah, New, New York, York right. at course. the time. So I was like, I have to do one of the two. And I knew she didn't want to go to New York, and neither did I, because New York is just like Chicago, except everybody lives on top of each other. Yeah, New and York was, had been there, done that. So right. Fun. And so I was like, let's try L.A. Plus, she's from Tacoma, Washington. So she was like, well, she can go home and get herself together, and then I can get everything situated you here. You guys are both West Coast. Both West Coast. Right. So May 5th, no, not May 5th, May 4th, yeah, May 4th, 2015, I remember, I'll never forget that day because I had to drive them to the airport after shipping all of her stuff out to her mom's house. I remember driving her and our daughter to the airport. To live in Tacoma. To go to Tacoma. Yeah. I cried the whole time. I cried in the car on the way back. I said, God, if there's a reason for this, please let me know. I said, because that was the hardest thing I think I've had to do. Mm -hmm. And I cried and I passed out at home. Four hours later, I remember getting a phone call from my agent in Chicago. I had booked the role in Spike Lee's Chirac. Mm -hmm. Didn't know, I was doing a head of role in a major, but I had my first major motion picture role. Yeah. And, but at the same time, the worst day, 
worst thing that could happen, best, best thing. Yeah, that's how it works. So things started happening. The, the filming of the movie goes great. I'm like, all right, it's time for I to move out here. I, I want to time it to when I move out here. I'll come out here the end of November, right at the beginning of December 2015, when the movie's supposed to debut in theaters. Get out here. You know, I'm out here trying to get my feet wet in L.A. because it's a whole new ball game. Yeah. Go through some housing situation issues with a crazy roommate at the time because everybody has one. <laughs> well, what happened? <laughs> well, I ended up... Come so on. So when I originally was moving out here, I was supposed to stay at least a month with my cousin, who she's a comic out here. And when I got close, when I was driving in, I was driving... I was from going from the border of Nevada to California. Okay. Yeah. I will never forget. I you called her and said, 15. I said, called her and said, I'm on the way. I need your full address. She was like, I didn't say you could stay here. What? Yeah. You still talk to this person? Still, it's family. Still <laughs> family will fuck you up. <laughs> in a heartbeat. And so I ended up staying with a buddy of mine for like two and a half weeks. And then I found a place in North Hollywood where I was splitting. It was two people splitting in one bedroom. But he kept the living room as okay. his room, and I had the room. That's very nice. That was nice. That's nice. But he him. was so fucking neurotic. <laughs> it was ridiculous. He would, he was like one of those diehard first-generation Bernie bros who would right. keep paraphernalia all over the house. Yeah. And I didn't want to talk politics with him. I'm like, I, don't, I just want to be in, out, mind, Because you're business. a hardcore Republican. Man, diehards are the <laughs> fuck out of here. But it's just, I didn't want to have that discussion. Right. You know? And so he would be like, oh, so we got to make sure we do this. Dude. I was like, hey, man, I don't want to talk about this with you. We got to go march. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to have these discussions. Oh, we need to talk about this. No, the fuck we don't. Ask him why Bernie hasn't voted a, 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 <sighs> for the Russian sanctions. Yeah, you, you try to find him now, see what he does. <laughs> I'd be like, dude, what's up with Bernie's support of Russia? <laughs> but I finally, I remember when I finally left there, one day he had finally gotten on my nerves. I found another spot. It was a temporary thing. I was split. I was one of four people in a one-bedroom apartment. Wait, you went from Bernie yeah. bro to being one of four people? In a one You're literally like the snorks. No shit. And this, <laughs> That's this fucking was, horrible. This was just as bad because I was on a couch and the couch had fucking fleas. Yeah. And the dude whose apartment, he's like, I don't know how this happened. Oh, you, you yes, you did. Light it the fuck on fire. <laughs> like, That's so, disgusting. Fast Why forward. did you bring fleas to the car? Ah, shit, I didn't bring <laughs> Wait, shit. Was that what he was implying? He was like, I don't know where they came from. Like, oh, you know. Yeah. I'm like, man, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a pet anywhere. That's how I know. <laughs> it's dirty. That's <laughs> dirty. Wait, but meanwhile, you've got this the, the mother of your daughter in Tacoma. She's in Tacoma because she's and with her mom. What's the relationship like with your son this far out? Uh, he's getting older, so now him and I talk. Okay. Him and I were talking again. We started yeah. growing, getting our relationship back, and him and I now we we're real close. We you are now. Yeah, him and yeah. I are super close. Skype, just, Skype, FaceTime, FaceTime, whatever. We can talk. Yeah. He lives in Indianapolis. Yeah, he's in Indianapolis. So when I go home okay. to Chicago, if I have like, I'll try to make an extra day out, so I'll make a trip down there to see him. He so, understands. Yeah, he knows. My son knows exactly. My son loves the fact that it. He'll act like he doesn't care, but to him, it's crazy. He can see his dad in TV and movies and all over YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. I'm just dad. He's 15? Yeah, he's 15. And, um, okay, is he, is he into geek shit? Yes and no. My <laughs> son, daddy or nerd? <laughs> so, what, no, my son, so my son's a genius. My okay. son, he's taking two AP courses that'll give him his associates once he graduates high school. Wow. And so, he's already doing that, and he's one of the few freshmen on his varsity football team. And so he's already, he's elevating, you know. I'm going with you. I go, wait, how good is the team? Yeah. No, I'm t- kidding. No, the team's good. Good. And he's already being touted and scouted. So I'm like, that's And fine. he'll ha- already have an associate's degree. He'll already have his degree, half Great. his degree. So he's good. But 
so while that happened, I got the one bedroom with four people. <laughs> I want to hear about this. Yeah, this how fucked up it was. I had a couch, and there was another couch dude at that, and some girl was standing in the closet. I bullshit you. <laughs> Stand in the closet. What did she do? Sew herself to the walls? No, That's she like had a, she made like a bedding? little pallet on the floor in the closet. <laughs> it was her bed. Wasn't that fucking bed? It's like some fucking. That's like if you go to Japan, shit like. That. <laughs> no, like I. It was one of those stories. It was one of those moments where it's like, oh, people talk about shit like this in L.A., and I, I finally fucking see it. No. And so no. I remember I got booked for a movie back home in Chicago. I had to go home for like almost two months. Okay. And I go home. Your couch is gonna be gone when you get back. Not the couch. Half of my fucking clothes and shit. Oh wait, wait. Okay, I was joking. You're living in this. Snork like situation. Remember the snorks they live uh-huh. in the underwater coral reefs? I know, in the little coral reefs, yeah. So okay. <laughs> you're living like the snorks. You leave uh-huh. and they sold your shit. Half of my clothes. All of a sudden, people were staying there who didn't fucking stay there. The dude who originally had the apartment, he hadn't been paying their month, rent in like four months. He up jumped <laughs> left in Vegas. I laugh, but that's fucking horrible. I, no, it's fucking horrible. It is. I mean, please <laughs> laugh. By all means, like, what the fuck? And so. Wait, he, wait, well, how come 100% of your clothes weren't gone? Like, I don't know. Why'd they, why'd they do a half measure? Like, they were, it was like, I imagine if they're going to get rid of half your clothes, they imagine you're not coming back. Why not get rid of all of your clothes? No, they knew I was coming back. He so knew. they wanted to hide the thing? No, they, they Get I, rid of one or two items. Yeah, they, I, noticed, I noticed a lot of shit was gone. Luckily, I had a bunch of clothes with me because I had went out of town for a couple months. <laughs> come back. Like I said, come back. All of a sudden, I leave. I'm like, man, fuck this. I called, I called somebody I was cool with at the time who was just like, look, I know what you, you, I, you just, I saw what you, you posted on Facebook. That. Yeah, you can't say And that. I went over there and she was, her and her boyfriend was about to move out their house and they had all the shit packed up. And I slept on a pile of small section on the floor in their front room for like two and a half months. And it was, a, I was waiting on the check from Chirac to come in, the residual check that was supposed to be nice mm-hmm. to get me on my feet. That check came in and it was $300. And I was like, fuck. And then all of a sudden she was like, well, you got to go because I want my living room back. I was like, yeah. what do you want? There isn't shit to have back. Yeah, yeah you're moving. But um, I had no place to go. What happened to the closet, little girl? I don't know and I don't care. <laughs> what, you haven't found closet girl nope. on Facebook? Can we no, look her up? I don't even remember her name. Oh. Because she was like an older, she was almost a crackhead. So I think she played a role in it too. Mm. And so... <laughs> Let's take these down to Buffalo Exchange and see what we can get. I bet. <laughs> Shit. And so I remember after getting kicked out of my friend's place, staying on the floor, I was homeless in my car for like two and a half weeks. Jesus. Are you still friends with that friend who, who did the bedroom or kicked you out of the living room? No. No. But, I mean, you were there for how long? The living I was room? there for a month on the floor while I was looking for stuff. I was even looking for places and stuff. Yeah. And then when she was like, well, you just got to go. They didn't leave the place for another year after that. Yeah, it wasn't like immediately afterwards. It wasn't. Yeah, I would have thought that the U-Hauls pulling up whenever you had to Yeah, a move. whole different ballgame. You would have understood. I'd have understood completely. Shit. But it was a year. It was they a went year. To, was there anything in the living room? Yeah, all boxes and stuff that they had. It was they lived with boxes for a year? Uh-huh. You don't want those friends. I was, of course not. They're like hoarders. They definitely don't like. They are. And so I don't talk to him anymore. But then I was homeless out of my car for like two and a half weeks. Right. Um, ended up staying with a buddy of mine. I had another friend who ended up putting me up in hotel rooms. I was staying in hotel rooms, bouncing around hotels consistently. Uh, at least the weather's nice. Yeah, it is. But here's the thing. Everybody, did, nobody knew that I was homeless while I was, everybody was seeing me on the internet. Even when we did Screen Junkies News, I was homeless. 
Nobody knew. When we did that, we were yes. like, why didn't you just talk to me? We just met. We had a good rapport. Nobody knew. I, told, I was just too embarrassed. It just recently until I started being open and candid about it. Well, how was, long have you lived in this place right here? It is, it's been over. It's going on two years now. Okay. Two years. Uh, you were homeless then? Mm-hmm. Very much so. Jay. Yeah, people, I'm almost, look, people don't understand how close I be to being homeless here trying to pay rent every month. No, I understand. I understand. That's, <laughs> like, the internet thing is not, fun. like, it's, it's not, not feasible. It's, it's not, not feasible I, at all. Geekscape is when you see the internet thing and you're like, oh, man, they must be doing so well. They have a million views. That's horseshit. That's <laughs> like, like, horse that is just, shit. The internet is not a feasible solution. So it's just but yeah, not. so it's like, it was bouncing around doing all that and then just, but again, at the same time, uh, trouble don't last always. No matter what, keep a smile on your face, keep yeah. your head up, yeah. keep pushing forward, keep pushing forward. And that's what I continue to do. And now I'm at a point where I have a nice place I'm at and I'm comfortable where I live. You know, there's some things, a few little spats, but it's still a comfortable place. It's a great thing. But it's always in the back of my mind, like now I got to find a regular job or I got to find a way to be a stable income because sure. none of this, this shit is always fleeting. No, yeah, no, guys. We So I was thinking about it because obviously Geekscape is like, I, when I'm not doing Geekscape or making things, I'm teaching. Mm-hmm. And teaching has been good for consistency and, and it's helped me. Um, but it's always, you know, we live in a, in a city that this is the aspirational city. Everybody here is aspirational. Nobody, oh, very much we're so. Just, oh, but next, next month something will happen. Next month will something. And we're always looking at that next sunrise <laughs> instead of just instead of being able to, something. And also instead of being able to enjoy the day. Sure. You sure. know, uh, tomorrow is the one we're looking forward to. Yeah, we're Tomorrow's always looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah. And, and granted, yes, you, you need to be able to look forward to tomorrow. But sometimes you have to live and understand, hey, today is today. It's a tenant of meditation is acceptance. And so it, it's been a lot. But it also, like I said, because at the end of the day, regardless of all the headache and heartache I go through, regardless of all of the no's, because if people forget when you're out here, you experience way more no's. Yeah, that's all there is. What are you, you know, talking about? You know, yeah. you know that expression. That expression. It only takes one yes. Yeah, that's after going through a hell of a lot of no's. Sure, I think I remember Tarantino talking about. He's like, everybody saw Pulp Fiction, and all of a sudden, everybody wanted something from me. Or Reservoir Dogs, I guess. But he's like, he was like, you don't understand. Before that, if you wanted to write me a letter, you would have just written. For ten years, you could have just written Quentin Tarantino, The Outskirts of the Movie Industry, Hollywood, California, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it, and I would have gotten it. Yep, you know. And it's, but those are the things that still, you know, those things I go through at the end of the day, I will always reflect back to what does Jalen and what do Jalen and Julia need? Right. What do they need their father to be, to be there for them? Well, okay. So you're on the West coast and you're living with fleas and and (laughs) carburetors and shit. What's going on up there in in Tacoma? Tacoma? Well, it's my, so my daughter's mom just, she just got a place for her and our daughter. And she's still trying to get herself together, but the thing is, what do you mean I, getting herself together? Well, she's trying to get herself back, her footing back in order, because a lot of things happen. Financially, yeah, yes, that's her life. Yes, we'll, we'll do a podcast with her in a, in a little bit. <laughs> um, is the goal, but the goal well, isn't to be together at this. Well, point. and that was the thing we broke. So we broke up right when I was going, right when I got kicked out of the friend's house who I was staying. Sure, we were still together, but she officially was like, "We should just be parents," and I was like, "Wait." Can we not break up at this moment right now? <laughs> yeah, listen, I need something. I was like, I need, and that's where I was like, I can't. I didn't even tell her fully what was going on. I said, this, I said, right now, this moment, please, let's not do this right now. I said, if you're going to do this, let's do this in a month. 
maybe, yeah. but like not at this moment. At least let me have a roof over my head. And so we broke up, and so we hadn't been together, and that split up. We were together like eight years, and I've been, so we split up 2016. It's been up like 2015, 2016, yeah, we split up. And I've been single and by myself and celibate and everything since then, and it's been because it's, my heart was so shattered. Sure. And it was, I my heart was shattered, my pride was shattered, my self-esteem has been shattered. Mm-hmm. And people, again, people don't see that. They think, man, I see you posting selfies, you're doing all this and that, you're great. Nah, that's what you see. Yeah, no, it's it's your it's your avatar. That's what you see. Yeah. And so that's your how on, I'm... Your online avatar might as well be World of Warcraft. Man. Right. And that's how I'm, that's how I'm able to con- continually move around and just try to stay focused now because it's like... There's a lot of hurt inside sure. of me always. People, there are days, John, that I break down and just I see cry. it. Jay, like, I fucking see it. Because, I mean, part of it's like I'm a giant mirror to the world at this point. Mm-hmm. Good. But seeing your posts, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And not in, a, not in a real way, but like, I I sense, and I don't mean to put you totally on blast. No, no, like no, great. But, but sometimes I, I look at your posts and I hear you screaming. Oh, yeah. Does that make sense? No, absolutely and, 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 I'm, and I'm not calling you... I, I don't absolutely do not want to say you, you are insincere. I do not want to say that stuff is insincere because if I say that about you, I might as well be saying it about myself because I use the same mechanisms. We can't put on that image. We, 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 can't, we cannot let people in like that mm-hmm. because it is part of what we're trying to sell. You are an actor. You are a performer. You are a comedian. If you were to just be that torn up on the exterior all the time, who the fuck wants to hire that person? Who wants to put you in a microphone in front of the audience? Also, who wants that? Watch. Here's another. Nobody wants to hang out with that guy. Oh, you want to know what else? I'm sorry, I forgot one important part of all the bullshit I've been through. Would you like to know the important part? I forget to tell you. Uh, A year ago, till please don't tell me your age. No, dear God, no. A year ago from tomorrow. Because we're recording this on February fourth, you know, it'll be up. It'll be up. The, the day, guy, Geeksy. So I'm, I'm making this live either tonight or okay. The, the day he's a talking year ago about. from February fifth. There we go. I almost died. That is what I want to talk about too. I almost what died. What the hell? You almost died. Well, come on, man. What the? F- how did that happen? People how? think. Okay, I'll never forget. I uh, was t- I was coming home one day from the gym. You don't have AIDS? No. Okay. I'm positive. I'm, cl- I'm clean. That's what I'm saying. So here's the thing. No, <laughs> so I was coming home from the gym, and I took it. I took a lift home, and I remember all of a sudden I had a twinge in my throat. I didn't. I thought I'd done it. I'd be okay. The next day, I had to get up and go shoot on the Joel McHale show for Netflix. I go. My throat's scratchy. My, You're playing like one of the gags. Like. I, I was playing one of. Yeah, they had me dressed up as one of the orcs from Bright. <laughs> and so I was the orc from Bright. Not oh, one of man. the. I was the orc from Bright. He's so great. And so they had me. Is he cool? No, that was just me. No, but Joel Joel McHale, Oh, Joel was yeah, fucking great. I saw him at the at the will turn. He was yeah, hilarious. Joel was fucking great. Yeah, and so I was. I had a scratchy throat and everything, but I'm drinking tea, coffee, everything just to get through the day. I get home, I'm drained. I have no energy. I go to sleep. I was supposed to do a spot at the Laugh Factory. I called them. I can't make it. My voice sounds horrible. I I was so bad that night. I went to the emergency room. Go to the emergency room. I'm like my throat hurts. They say, okay, take this prednisone, you'll be okay. 
I go take the prednisone. Nothing happens. And I and, and I only said the the AIDS comments because AIDS is a fucking horrible horrible thing. Yeah, yeah. That is, I mean, if your story could get any worse from what oh yeah yeah been absolutely hearing, that is a horrible thing. So let so so then it goes there. So Saturday I get up. All of a sudden I'm still not feeling any better. Taking the prednisone. Nothing's what changed. What's that for? Prednisone is a non-inflammatory. It's a steroid to take the because your throat's because my throat's up. right. Got so it. to take the inflammation out. All of a sudden, my throat's not feeling any better. And they weren't like, are you allergic to jizz? Have you been drinking jizz? <laughs> they just they asked me, did I smoke? They're like, sir, have, where have you been sleeping? And you're like, oh, okay. we believe that you may have been mouth raped. Right? Yeah, you you don't been, know that you were. You've been drinking a large amount of jizz. You don't know what happened. <laughs> Excuse me, sir, we had to stomach pump you, and we have a large we amount of jizz. We gave you the little gym treatment. You may be allergic to jizz. So, so that Saturday, <laughs> I go back to the hospital again. They give me a codeine cough syrup. Cause after they give me the prednisone, they're like, "Oh, you now you have pharyngitis and laryngitis." <laughs> what the pharyngitis? It's your pharynx is your pharynx is inflamed and your larynx both both your larynx the, and your pharynx. Both the, the, do I have a pharynx? Yes, what you do. Fuck is a pharynx? Both of the pipes that help to talk okay. are inflamed. <laughs> it's probably for the best that mine get inflamed. So Saturday, I get that, and then Sunday was Super Bowl. It was Super Bowl Sunday. I couldn't go anywhere. I started not being able to swallow water. You're choking to death. I'm choking to death and not knowing it. So Monday night, I finally, Monday night, I went and forced myself to go get this other prescription, and then I bought some honey, because they say if you have a sore throat, drink sure. honey. Yeah, well, you're well past the fucking honey know point. This. You're I, well past the honey point. I'm in my kitchen point. right here. The honey a teaspoon point was honey. three days earlier. Yeah, I take honey in my, te- in my kitchen right here, a teaspoon, and I almost choke to death right no here. No shit, you're fucking well past honey. I get to the hospital. Honey's that, like, I feel a tingle. Mm-hmm. You're well past a tingle, Past pal. that. At five in the morning, the Tuesday morning, I go to the hospital. When I go, they look, my neck is inflamed like a fucking cobra with its hood out. <laughs> what the fuck? Mm-hmm. What, remember in G.I. Joe the movie when, 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 when fucking Cobra Commander got turned into a snake? snake? Yeah. And, and, and fucking Roadblock was like, he's like, once a man! Once a man! Yeah. Because he's turning into a fucking snake. snake. That's yeah. you. And Roadblock was like, have no doubt I'll turn you insides out. He always had to rhyme. Yes, he which did. Which he should have. Which was really... Dwayne Johnson played him. Yeah, yeah. He should have rhymed. So should have rhymed. I go five in the morning. They basically look at me. <laughs> have at, you been to Cobra Law recently? It's, 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 I believe that you, I believe that Galobulus infected you with spores. And that's you, what it felt like. And you When I get in there, they have the ear nose. They finally, instead of fast tracking me in the hospital, they put me in an actual room. <laughs> Cut your fucking head off. They had the ear nose and throat doctor come in. She says she looks down my throat and says, "We're gonna have to intubate you." <laughs> I said, why? She's like, your epiglottis is closing up. Do we have one of those? Yeah, it's your windpipe. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Yeah, that's your windpipe. <laughs> yeah. So my windpipe is closing it's closed. up. It's closed. Oh, my God. So they have to take me to the operating room. Here's the problem. They're trying to intubate me, but they can't put me under because my windpipe is so closed. If I go to sleep, it'll seal shut and totally. they can't open yeah. it. I, I so, just got my CPAP machine for my sleep apnea, yeah. Geekscapist, and I'll just be candid with you. Like, I had... 56 obstruction events within an hour whenever I sleep at night. I have never, I, have, I don't think I've slept normally in 20 years. Oh, wow. And they're like, this machine will put, will force your, because your muscles relax like every muscle in your yeah. body when you sleep. And sometimes that means they collapse. Mm-hmm. And that was what was causing my sleep apnea, my snoring, and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And so just, I haven't done it yet. Tonight will be my first night sleeping with a CPAP machine. And I don't give a fuck that it looks like I have a robot on my face. Yeah, you just you go know? sleep Because I'm self, as a single guy, like, obviously I'm self-conscious about all that stuff. But you know what? I'm just going to wear 
uh, aviator glasses and it'll look like I'm a fight. <laughs> I'm gonna sleep like I'm a fighter. Look, it's like pilot. you're a fighter pilot. Yeah, because it looks like a fighter pilot. Play mask. Danger Zone in the background. Yeah, I'm just gonna be like, I'll be your wingman anytime. <laughs> I'm just gonna put Iceman on the side of my head. So, so wait, so it gets better. So all of a sudden they couldn't. <laughs> it can't get, if it gets any worse, you're dead. I know. <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, wait for it. While they're trying to intubate me, they can't go in my throat because my throat is too inflamed. They have to intubate me through my nose, <laughs> and they can't use anesthesia until they finally get the tube in. Right. right. Once they get the tube in, they put me out. I wake up. They put a tube in through your nose? They went through my nose down my throat. So it's like total recall. When no, Arnold's, felt, when Arnold's yes, pulling the fucking thing, thing out of like the, the mummy. Uh, so <laughs> Emo death. They're going to pull your brain yep, out through your through nose. nose. And so when Remember I wake Tales up. Remember Tales the Dark Side when they had that fucking Lot 249. The, yeah. That's exactly what I thought about. Tales the fucking Dark, dark Side. Dark Side of the movie. And so not Demon Knight, the first no, one. No. The one with Christian Slater. Slater. Yes. Yeah. And so when I wake up. Get real, up, Geeks Gavis, get real. When I wake up, I didn't realize I'd been out for a day and a half, and I don't have a tube in my nose or my mouth. There's something in my throat. They tell me. Was I, it jizz? No, dickhead. I don't know. I'm trying it's to tell you. Later. You let me finish, okay. I'll tell you what okay. it was. That when I wake up, I can't talk. And I write down what happened. They tell me, basically, I had an abscess that ruptured in my throat. The fuck? And so basically they had to cut into my lymph nodes here and here. I see it. And drain pus and air all out my neck. Dumb. And I had to have the emergency tracheostomy. I see that scar, yeah. Basically the prednisone they gave me day one made the abscess swell up to the point where it finally ruptured. Had I not gone to the it hospital was, that day. Yeah, what's an abscess? It's basically a, a pimple in, yeah. inside you. Yeah. That's but it's pus. It was. But it got so big, it was in my almost in my bloodstream. So it really just needed to be drained. Had it, but they, but they never made saw it because it, it salt made it swell. If they did, you should put honey on it. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I almost died that day. Jesus Christ. And, uh, yeah. So yeah. You never been to Cobra Law? Never. In Serpentor, never. Nope. Through spores Cobra on your face. Nope. That movie was the shit. So yeah, man. Oh my. God. And that was the most recent thing I went through a year ago. You need to stop chasing drama because, like, no, look, I don't think I chased that shit at <laughs> that all. Shit was, are you dirty? Like, how the fuck do you have a pimple in your throat? You know what? Back in the day, before, so before all that happened, pixie I, sticks, eating too much candy, I candy, all type of dumb shit. Wait, are you being serious? Like, you think yeah. that the abs, that you think that the abscess in your throat was caused by just drinking soda or too much dairies, all just all junk yeah. food, not really yeah, taking yeah, yeah. care of myself. And so it may have been a small, it was probably a small abscess, mm-hmm. but once all that happened, like yeah. that was the, that's the beauty though of what happened a year ago to an extent. Right. Because after I got out the hospital, first of all, between the week I couldn't eat and the week I was in the hospital, I lost 41 pounds. When I got out the hospital. Did you find them? Hmm? Did you find them? Nope. Okay, Because good. after I got out good. the hospital, I found out my stomach shrunk. So now I couldn't eat, <clears throat> excuse me. Couldn't eat what I used to eat. You still coughing shit up, Geeks gave us? No, nah, just okay. dry, dry throat. I couldn't eat what I used to. And so now my diet is a mainly vegetarian vegan diet. Yeah. And so from since February last year to now, I'm down 129 pounds. Jesus. And wow. so I've changed my workouts. Uh-huh. Instead of just powerlifting, I'm more I'm more defined, more focused, more disciplined when I'm in the gym. I'm my cardio is way better than it's you ever been. Come do cardio with us, huh? You see me doing the running? Yeah, I know. Come, I'm, come I'm trying to wait till my foot heals to do anything. What's going on with your foot? I think I pulled a muscle in my foot. Jesus running, Christ! So. Yeah, but. I've done... All our workouts are free, by the way. Like, I know, it's all, yeah, it's all. all free. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. And so that was the advantage. It, it made me see a lot of things differently. And having almost died this year, you know, a year ago, this past week has made my, my anxiety go through the roof. 
because my brain still remembers this. You, there's some muscle thing to the, the fact that you're gonna have. I'm gonna have a recover. I can't tell you the amount of times where I'm laying down at night and all of a sudden I got shortness have of breath. Have honey by your bed, huh? Have some honey by your bed. Yeah, right. <laughs> that it's and beat or, my, time. or my neck is starting. My scars bothering me, and I'm not. I'm oh, I just nervous. Yeah, and so I've been trying. I've been trying to get past that. And I go back to earlier. I ended up getting a therapist earlier in the year because I finally needed one after I almost jumped out a seven-story window. Okay, well, well, let's get to that. Geekscape, if you're still with us, you haven't just done that yourself. I mean, this is a lot, Jay. Yeah. But should we talk about Avengers Endgame? No, I'm kidding. Um, I almost um, made my own Endgame. Yeah, yeah, no. Let's The, the, the seven-story... We're going to get to the seven-story... Let's just get to the seven-story window because I, I had a question and it was mm-hmm. like, no, no, seven-story window trumps it. During um, my homeless period when I was staying in a hotel at one point... How long ago was that? Uh, this was last year, maybe yeah. about a year and a half ago. Okay. I, I was tired of all. I was tired of going through ho- being homeless and not having money and not doing anything. You picked the right profession. And I was no shit. <laughs> and I looked out the window and I almost jumped out a seven story window. And it wasn't for my friend who finally took me to the hospital and was like, "You're going to the hospital to you know talk to people." And then I finally got a therapist about that because I was suicidal. What? I'd also almost ran into the middle of Cahuenga Boulevard during rush hour, but you were trying to get a taxi. Uh, no, I was almost trying to get hit by a taxi. Now, what is that about? You want to bring somebody into this? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, you're going to bring somebody into this and scar them for life? No, I just I just want to... I, yeah. I tell everybody this to know that, you know, a lot of people go through stuff that people think that they're, that they're alone about. Yeah. And being a personality, being to the point, somebody who is seen from a lot of people... There might be multiple who, personalities. You know, who... I wish I did. Shit, I wouldn't remember <laughs> any of this crazy shit. I wouldn't know what happened. But I've been through... I've right. gone through a lot of hardships, and I still do, but I've almost gone to the point where I just said... Fuck it all and ended yeah. it, yeah. and I have it, and I still rem- remember no matter what I've gone through, no matter what I've been through, what and who I fight for. And again, that's my 15 year old son, that's my five year old daughter. They're the reasons why I'm still here to this day. And you're They're friendly the- with your mother, your daughter's mother. My daughter's mother and I, we still we talk yeah. daily. Yeah. My uh, my son's mother and I, we yeah, it it, it did what it did. it is what it is. But you know, they're the reasons why I push. And why yeah. I'm still here, no matter, even through my hardships, even through my bad times that I still have. But, you know, even when when I thought I was going to die, I was like, you know what? This might be meant to happen. But then I was also nervous about what about my kids? Sure. And so, you know, I, I look at it. I say, oh, let's just say, you know, you can have a lot There's of... There's an alarm going off in the background. Sorry, yeah. That's, sorry, Geese. And, and that's not the alarm of me telling the story. No. Uh, <laughs> the story's great. I mean, it, it, the, the tenant that I always remind, remind myself when I get super fucking low is this the, just the idea that suffering, and the reason I'm suffering is an excessive focus on myself. And I can see how it leads people to just be like, I want my suffering to end. I want my suffering to end. Of course you do, but the solution isn't by going further into your self-involvement. Yes. It's by sharing and talking to others and making other people happier or seeing that other people are suffering as well. And mm-hmm. when it's a shared suffering, it's more bearable. You know, the shared lo- load is a lightened load. Oh, absolutely. And suffering is that excessive focus on self. And I've been there many times the last few years where it's just like, it's just going to get peeled off the fucking ground. I didn't want to do anything. I, I can't tell to, people I, number to, time. I didn't want to kill myself. I just wanted to die. I, I can't like, tell people number of times I, I've had to try to pull myself out of my bed off totally. the floor buried under cover where I just didn't want to get out have the room in just completely darkness so I didn't want to I didn't want to see light 
Mm-hmm. I just wanted to be that way. Because you were playing Bane in a local theatrical production yeah, of Dark Knight Rises? You know, in, a, in a black box theater version. <laughs> of Dark Knight Rises. Oh, the darkness is your ally. <laughs> I got to get to that place. I got to get to that state. I want to be so method with this. <laughs> Does anybody want to break my back? I'm playing Batman. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I, I understand it, Jay. I understand it. Um, and no, man, Like, thanks for getting real on Geekscape. And... Uh, I don't know. I've been trying to think about, like, honestly, Geekscape is the role that this podcast, after 12, 13 years, is playing in, in my life. And is it working for me or am I working for it? And no offense, I love each and every one of you, including Big Yanks. Um, maybe. Uh, do I don't think I can do a podcast that I'm working for. I just, uh, it's not, I think it, it's got to work for me. And for it to work for me, it needs to be an exploration of some of the things that I'm trying to exercise or trying to answer. Mm-hmm. And and that's why things are getting real when we sit down and talk. And I just really want to thank all of you guys for listening this far. And, you know, last, uh, in December, we, you know, we had a, a Geekscapist who, longtime Geekscapist, who had, who had had a DUI, a DWI, and, and had ended up wrapped around a median in his car and wow. obviously like having a brother who was killed by a drug driver it was a lot to have on the show and it was fantastic you know it was good to that he's alive and he's turned his life around and that's a, f- a few episodes ago um but um our friend eli rainey uh thank you eli i'm really glad you got the response on that episode that you did um and you're a good guy and we're still best friends on pokemon go <laughs> <laughs> but but I think this, this is more of what the Geekscape has to be. And it's not going to be a therapy show. Obviously, Geekscape is like we're going to be talking pop culture. And I welcome Jay to talk pop culture with me. It's just as life has been more overwhelming and as the passion for it, I was checked, I've been checked out a lot. And I don't want to be checked out anymore. And, I don't, and, and pop culture is just this, it, it was like this blanket that we cover ourselves in to make ourselves feel better it's the way I, we self-medicated mm-hmm. i didn't need that many amiibo <laughs> like i just didn't need it and <laughs> and not that i'm scaling back my intense comic book purchases you know our, our buddy koi gender yeah like he saw me about a year or two ago in the comic book store and i just pulling my books and i looked at the ones he was buying and i looked at my fucking ridiculous stack and i go you even comic book bro? <laughs> like, do you even do, you do even comic like, book bro? Like, it is economically crippling to me that I still buy all these comics, but um, but I love them and and I don't know. I, I've been doing a lot of reassessment about what what role these things play in our lives, mm-hmm. and you know, we really have to balance, you know, living in other people's worlds or living in our own, you know, because we got to get shit done and we got to live our lives and we got to pursue our dreams. But if we, you know, my partner George uh, asked me today about South by Southwest because we used to go every year at Geekscape, as you know, but after premiering Doc of the Dead there in 2014, I didn't want to go back. I was like, we have a movie here. I don't want to come back without one. (laughs) And it's painful to sit in a film festival without a movie in it unless you're celebrating a friend or something like that. And so, I don't know, thinking about that, it's, uh, I think that you have all seen the evolution of Geekscape over the last few the last few years and, and I think that this is what we want if you want to hear Jay's opinion on that stuff you can for sure listen to the Mad Titan podcast <laughs> I like how you did that he Thank does you. that because I, I mean Jay I like your opinions on pop culture because I, I follow you on Instagram I follow you on Twitter and all this stuff and I like what you have to say about all that and I welcome all of you guys to, f- to follow Jay on social media um, 
but sometimes when I feel like you're talking about that stuff, I'm like, okay, what's really going on in here? You know what I mean? Um, and so that's that's all I'm saying. Sometimes I'm like, wait, is Jay hurting? What are you checking the NBA trade deadline? No, I just I got a I got an audition and a thing for tomorrow. The That's same fantastic! Time. Congratulations! Wait, yeah. they're at the same time. I got an audition and I'm supposed to do a press junket tomorrow at the exact same time. So try to figure out how to balance these two out. The audition takes priority. Oh, for sure it does. Oh my God, it is <laughs> at nine o'clock. Oh Jesus! Well, you don't get up that early. No, my audition is at nine fifteen, and the the thing is at nine. But they're gonna really walk people in. We'll let you take care of that, but I'll um, figure it out. But um, just talking geek real quick. What did you think of that Avengers Endgame small Super Bowl spot? I didn't watch the game because I'm protesting the NFL because they fucking are a bunch of slave owners. But (laughs) fuck that shit. Here's Colin Kaepernick back a job. Yeah, he watched the game though. That's the craziest part. He actually watched the Super Bowl. Colin. Yeah, he, we're trying to do the right thing. Yeah, he's uh, that's all that's right. And because they here, fucked over the Saints. Here's what. Oh, please! I am a Saints fan, and that shit hurt. Uh, you know what? I graduated high school with Drew. Here's what I think we about. Graduated the, from Westlake High at the same time. Nice. Here's what I think about the in-game spot. Okay. I think it's perfect. They showed just the amount, just the right amount, just enough to show it. Like, okay, first we saw the first one we saw was a very much despondent group everybody just sure. beat down now we still see a despondent group but now it's like now we're gonna fight back a little bit about this i don't want to see anything else i'm good that's it don't show me nothing else when i walked out of infinity war i didn't want to see anything else <laughs> like i'm ready to go i love infinity war because i love for the fact yeah. we finally had a superhero movie where the bad guy wins the bad guy wins and it had real stakes and sacrifice because everybody was like oh fantastic. there's nothing that's gonna happen it's like what do you mean no. the bad guy, thanos won and you hear me geekscape is telling you right now that when those characters do come back and they're I'd love to see a gender swap of Loki in the generation in the next for, uh, version of Loki. But whenever we start getting these characters back, they will have died. Oh yeah. When we get Peter back, he will have be, he will have be, he will be cognizant of the fact that he had died. He died. He will understand that he died. He died. He saw the light. He's going to tell Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal about it. He died. <laughs> I think the, the mysterious suit looks perfect to me. I looked, so when I saw the mysterious trailer, I was like, why does Jake Gyllenhaal look like he showed up late to the frat costume party? No, you knew who was playing Mysterio. No, I knew who he was. I knew he was playing for the longest, but it's just like the picture they gave was like, he looked like he was at a frat party. He was like, hey, bro, where's the keg? (laughs) I lost my fishbowl. What's up, bro? They're using it for the punch. You know, I I really uh, am looking for these movies. Captain Marvel keeps falling off of my mental radar. You're not the only one. I know a bunch of people. I know a bunch of people who keep being like, Captain Marvel is not on their high list of movies because... More excited about Shazam on that month. Yes, which is very weird to be saying. I think for... uh, Looks fun. Looks fun. It's something about Brie Larson just being wooden to me. Don't make fun of my girl, Brie. I like her. I just don't know if Brie can pull off a superhero. That has yet to be decided. I mean, obviously, like, in Short Term 12, and so everything we've seen Brie Larson in, like, I really like her. Yeah, yeah. I think she's fantastic. I don't know if I would have made a casting decision differently. But what, and here's the thing about Captain Marvel Endgame is her saving grace. Because even if she's not great, she gets another at bat. She gets another at bat where she's at the forefront for real. They're going to make everything behind her in Endgame. Yeah, So she gets it, and then she can have Captain Marvel 2 from there. Sure. So it's like, it's not, it's a lot of pressure at, at, at first, but then it isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, this movie, this movie, this is Marvel's first female-led superhero film. Yeah. 
plain and simple. So that's the pressure in itself. I mean, they're late to the party on it. They're late and, to the party. I think they've, like, they've admitted it with the, with, oh, we're going to give you a Black Widow film too. They're finally going to do all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, you guys want it now? Because Wonder Woman was great, so here you go. <laughs> but it, it's, it's, it's just the Brie Larson casting. But then again, there have been numerous other casting choices that both Marvel and DC have done that we all were like, what? Yeah. And then you see how they perform, and you're like, I'm good. No, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. Because I ain't going to lie, when you told me Gal Gadot was, was Wonder Woman, I'm like, the girl from Fast and the Furious movie? Her? You, you sure? Really? Really? And then you see her, and you're like... I wouldn't have cast anybody else now. No, I get it. Uh, I mean, well, well, something like Wonder Woman and, and, and any of these powerful characters, you know, the special effects and the, you know, the, 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 the creativity of the way they're filmed is so much of selling their, those powers. And they could look like a twig and, and flick you mm-hmm. and they send you across the room. And it's believable because of the wonderful like, mo- yes, movie magic. Yes, absolutely. So, the Brie, so Brie Larson's casting, it's, um, I think she has charisma. I think she's got a lot. It, I think that, that there's a little bit of franchise fatigue that we may be flirting with in that we're getting we're getting promised about five, six Marvel movies within a very tight window this time around. And I don't want it to suffer the Solo thing where, sure, we all thought Solo was an unnecessary movie, but coming five months after the last Star Wars, it definitely suffered from franchise well, fatigue. Well, that's but those are two different type of franchises, though. you got to remember, you're coming with Star Wars, you're coming from a franchise that... The the minus the original trilogy and then the Godforsaken prequels. We don't talk about those on Geeks here. Just kidding. We've had, exactly. We've had, we've had Ahmed Best on the show. Exactly. We talk about and then you go to then you go to Force Awakens. Right. Then all of a sudden now you got Force Awakens. You got uh, Last Jedi. Yeah. Now you got Solo and the Nine. So it's a whole other ball one, You got a bunch. Of Rogue stuff. One. All yeah, those. Yeah. But with the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well as the DC. First of all, they come and tell you out the gate, here's a slate of all you're these movies you're going to get. Right, right, right. They tell you this. So there isn't a surprise. I know, but we're also getting Dark Phoenix's move to put it right in the middle of all this. Well, I don't... I you think really think Dark Phoenix is coming out? I, I think it is, and I think it shouldn't. I don't think New Mutants will see the light of day. Yeah, I think New Mutants is going Man-Thing style. I think, yeah. Remember the Man-Thing movie? Uh-uh. Movie? They made a Man-Thing movie. It ended up on Sci-Fi Channel. Okay, see, that's what's going to happen. I think New Mutants will go, I think New Mutants will go straight to Disney+. Plus. Right. I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll see the light of day but in the theater. It will Disney Plus be able to embrace the tone of New Mutants, considering it's a horror film. So I think they're gonna they're gonna go exactly what what New Mutants is, what what the reshoot was. I believe Kevin Feige ha- and Bob Iger have been told you're gonna take up these properties that have already set a tone. You're gonna reboot the X Men. That's fine. We know that. Do what you do. You're gonna give us a proper Fantastic Four. You know give, that. We know that. Deadpool. You have to figure out. How are you going to keep? Because you have a Marvel Knights thing if you want yeah. to, but you have to keep this character like that. Yeah. Once Upon a Deadpool was only done to show we can play ball. And Did it, it work? No, and it does because it doesn't work if you haven't seen Deadpool 2. Right. It doesn't work at all. It Once Upon a Deadpool is not a movie where you can just go say, well, I never saw Deadpool 2. Yeah, I'm no, watch it's this. a joke on Deadpool 2. It's right? a joke on it. You can't just go into it. But you get New Mutants to be a horror film Marvel has to embrace it because Disney has had properties that are not just PG-friendly family. Remember, they had Miramax when Pulp Fiction came out. Never forget that. Yeah, but where do they put them now? They don't have a, a sub-umbrella for that. So. They will. They'll figure yeah. it out. They have to. A Marvel Knights would be cool. You have to. And obviously, they, 
you know, I know it was under the television, but the the Netflix stuff was the there. Netflix. But again, and those were still considered Marvel. They were in the MCU. They were in the MCU. Right. So it's like, which again, for people who were sitting there, well, we'll never give them back. They can come back next year. Twenty twenty is next year. I think there's a window that those Netflix characters will all come back. We just ta- did the Punisher season two mm-hmm. recap, and we talked a bit about where the, when the uh, like how long those deals last with Ian, who works in the industry as well, and. Uh, and we started talking about the way those TV deals are structured and when they, we could possibly start seeing those characters come back and if we can see those characters in their current iterations come back because I really am in love with what they were doing in Iron Fist Season 2 and how that, how that season ended and I love the fact that Luke Cage is now the, the kingpin of Harlem and all this. I think they were making they some left really cool stuff. Yes, very much. <clears throat> um, well, Jay, dude, great finally catching up on this. Man, Thank you. Finally. I can't wait to have you sign at our booth at Comic Con. I will be there. Uh, I'm probably going to bring some pictures I've drawn and some art stuff. So I'll. I be love there. your artwork, by the way. Thank you so much. Uh, Thanos's Infinity Gauntlet's on the wrong hand. That was from the comic but. book when I got. Oh, I got you then. <laughs> I was like, do I let Jay know nope, that nope, this is from, on the wrong? Nope, hand? it's from the comic book version. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys notice that Geekscapist? One version, he's got it on the left. One version, he's got it on, on the right. right. Jay knows his shit. I think you guys can tell. We just talked for an hour plus about it. <laughs> um, and I love the fact that you opened up on me. And uh, I'm glad that you saw this as that forum because that's what I want it to be. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Uh, dude, we can check out Jay at... You can find me on Twitter, Instagram at Mr. J Washington, M-R-J-A-Y. You should really know how to spell Washington. Uh, <laughs> YouTube.com, YouTube slash... YouTube.com slash J-A-Y Washington 8-0. As Jonathan mentioned earlier, the Mad Titan Podcast, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. I get you caught up on everything in the Marvel and DC live action cinematic universes. It is barbershop talk for nerds, so I do not have the little basic recap show and like, so this happened and that happened. can't do it. You can't do it. It's Our lives are too short for that. <laughs> nope. So I have fun with it. shit anywhere. Yep. Um, Geekscape is where Geekscape you can also find us on obviously Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Go join our Facebook group over at Geekscape Forever. Um, and yeah, no, hit us up. We love you guys. We hang our hats at geekscape.net. We're working on a site redesign that we're hoping to launch at Comic-Con. Uh, if you guys have any input on what you guys want to see in a brand new Geekscape website, I'd love to do something drastically different with it because I don't know, I'm just into breaking shit right now and trying to make things work for us. And when I say working for us, I mean the community. You guys have been with us for so long, and I, I love doing this. So I'm really working hard to get us back on a weekly uh, schedule. Maybe we'll do seasons. I don't know how to do it. I just I loved ha- the idea of having Jay on the show, so I was like, I got to do it. Um, thanks for listening this long. Geekscape forever. For Jay Washington. Thank you so much. Peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 